All right, everybody, welcome to the Deal Gen Podcast, where we talk to investors, entrepreneurs, and business titans about a wide range of topics and experiences. The Deal Gen Podcast is brought to you by Deal Gen Partners. Deal Gen Partners is the leading deal origination service on the market for private equity buyers. Deal Gen Partners combines their M&A and private equity experience with a proprietary method of multi-channel marketing services that they call the Bird Dog. This unique recipe generates transaction-ready deals at an unmatched pace and increases a private equity fund's chances of closing a deal by up to 10x. Reach out to DealGen Partners before you begin searching for your next investment. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the DealGen Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Zanka. Today, I'm going to do a little solo episode. And a topic that I wanted to discuss was what makes... A savvy investor. What makes someone, you know, who in the private equity world, who really separates themselves from, you know, just being a, another investor to someone who is truly savvy and has expertise in exactly what they're, what they do, but also exactly what they're trying to accomplish as an overall mission. So I'm going to point out four things that I've noticed in my career, which you know I spend pretty much all of my time. 60, 70 hours a week talking with and finding deals on behalf of a number of different types of investors. So I figured, you know, why not break down some of the findings that I've seen so far? So the number one trait that I've seen in, you know, the savviest of investors is that they get to know quickly. What I mean by that is if you're a good investor, if you make a name for yourself in a space or you're, you know, the CIO or managing partner at a fund that um, is doing a lot of investments, there's no shortage of opportunities, right? So you're getting presented new deals literally every day. It could be one deal. It could be a dozen deals a day that you have to decipher through and figure out whether or not they're a good fit. Now, a lot of the time, you know, if maybe you're not as experienced of an investor, you'll look at every deal and try and figure out, oh, well, maybe there's an angle here. Maybe there is a fit for me to, to, to buy this. Um, what I've noticed about the top investors that we work with, the top private equity funds, is that they get to know quickly. You know, they know exactly the boxes that need to be checked for an opportunity to be, to be worth pursuing, and they get to know fast. Number two is if they get to yes, you know, they move very quickly on the opportunity. So if those boxes get checked and in their mind or within however they concoct their data, the answer becomes yes, well then now it's game time, right? And when it's game time, these guys know exactly how, you know, they know exactly what needs to get done in order to get the transaction done, but they also know how hard it is to get a deal done, right? So they'll go above and beyond in order to differentiate themselves from other competition because if it's a good deal, you know, they're not going to be the only ones pursuing it. But what that means could be, you know, whining and dining uh, the owner of the company, the the you know, taking their client out, getting to know them, getting to find synergies, you know, early on, because one of the biggest things when you're buying a company is, are there synergies between the two businesses? Can I not only invest in this business, but if the business owner or the, the CEO or, you know, one of the executives at the companies wants to stick around and help run the company after the, the investor buys it, what's that going to be like on a day-to-day basis? You know, can we work together? So they, they go pretty quickly on not only differentiating themselves as the buyer, but figuring out whether or not there's synergies pretty fast. 
Um, you know, the third thing that I would say, number three, is there's a lot of flexibility in being able to make a good deal, make, being able to make deals happen, right? So I think a lot of novice investors, um, sometimes they get stuck by being closed-minded to the types of deals that they're open to making and willing to make or the things that they're willing to budge on. Maybe they look at every every potential scenario as a negotiation rather than looking at it as an opportunity, right? So in order to look at it truly as an opportunity, you need to think like the seller. You need to put yourself in the seller's shoes and say, okay, what do they truly want at the end of the day when they sell me their company? Um, and that could be a number of different things. That could be, what's the structure of the deal like? You know, because if I sell a company and it's structured a certain way, I might have to pay a lot of taxes once I sell that business versus if it's structured a different way, maybe I get to carry those taxes into, you know, future years or get bonus depreciation or things like that. It could be that the seller wants out immediately, you know, and they're looking for someone to buy out the entire business. And if that's the case, then that means someone is going to have to inevitably step in and pick up the piece, you know, pick up from where they're leaving it off, right? If they exit, and how are you going to continue to run that company after they're gone? Um, the novice investor may look at that situation and say, well, you know, I'm, I'm not willing to do that and I need you to stick around for a certain amount of time. While maybe the savvy investor um, is looking at that situation and saying, hey, I have someone internally already for that. Or that's a simpler fix because, you know, we can go out and hire a CEO who's been at companies like this before and can step in and run it. And, you know, the cost of potentially doing that and replacing the existing CEO doesn't outweigh the fact that this is a good thing for me to buy. So having flexibility within a deal, I think is really, you know, a a key differentiator in being able to actually get it done, right? Because if you're not flexible in your terms, then you end up just being at a stalemate. And if someone comes in who can provide that flexibility and who can think like the seller, then, you know, good luck beating that person. I, I, I have specific examples, especially within real estate that I've seen where, you know, the, the purchaser of a building, you know, one group might come in and say, hey, we want to buy this entire building. And the owner of that building is not only that not only they own the building, but they're operating their company out of that building. So if someone comes in and makes an offer to buy the entire business and they want to repurpose the building, um, typically that would mean that not only the, the, business, the building's getting sold, but the company within that building needs to move out, right? And so that's, that's offer number one. If offer number two comes in and says, hey, I want to buy this building from you. I want to lease it back to your company so that you guys can stay there for, you know, up to two or three years, while not only do I figure out what I'm going to do with this at the end of the day, but you don't have to not only sell your sell your building, but sell your company at the exact same time. I can provide you with that flexibility in order to get this deal done and get, you know, me what I want, which is to buy the building and the seller what they want, which is, you know, obviously some liquidity from the sale, but also to be able to continue to run their business and figure out what they're going to do you know, with their employees and what they're going to do as their next move, maybe where they're going to move after they sell that building. So flexibility, that's just an example, is key. And I think, you know, the last the last differentiator I've noticed is with 
with with the big dogs that it really separates them is that you know they take calculated risks um, to a to a whole nother level, right? So once they've determined that it's something that they want to buy, once they've determined that there is synergy within the companies, once they've determined the flexibility within the deal and what they're able to offer and what will get accepted, um, the numbers no longer scare them, right? So all of those boxes have been checked. Everything, they know exactly where they stand within that deal and they take a calculated risk and that risk could be hundreds of millions, if not in some case, billions of dollars being invested into a business. But they know that because of all the diligence they did and all of the boxes they checked at the beginning, that purchasing that company at the current price with the current structure, you know, what they're about to do, the deal they're about to make, um, is a great one because if they execute their plan, which may take three, five, 10 sometimes 20 years, um, it's going to look like pennies compared to what they make later down the line. So that calculated risk, not being afraid of the big numbers that come with making an investment because you've done your homework already is really where I see, you know, what separates the middle of the line investors from the big dogs who are not afraid to write a check, are not afraid to get their hands dirty if they need to and not afraid to make an investment work because they see the upside. They know the potential. They know exactly what they're going to do to make that big check turn into an even bigger check um, when they inevitably sell the company. So those are, you know, just four things that I've seen that stick out in my mind that really kind of take being a, you know, a, a new investor, a novice investor, maybe in the middle of the road, type of investor um, to that next level of, you know, guys who have basically a superpower and they can, you know, do a deal on the back of a napkin and know, you know, with, with relative certainty pretty quickly, whether or not it's a good deal or a bad deal uh, for them and whether or not they're going to be able to not only execute that transaction, but then take that transaction and grow it into uh, the monster that they hope it becomes. So, just wanted to share my thoughts on that particular topic. I thought it was uh, pretty relevant to what I'm doing today. And, you know, I thought it might be pretty relevant to anybody on LinkedIn who is thinking about maybe making an acquisition, whether it's a real estate, a company, or, you know, any sort of asset uh, in the near future. Thanks. Thanks.